Thanks for listening to FYI Salem, the podcast about what's happening in the most hip and historic city in Massachusetts. I'm Salem Mayor Kim Driscoll, and welcome to the latest episode. Be sure to check out the FYI Salem newsletter and all the latest news from the city of Salem online at www.salem.com. Hi folks, this is Mayor Kim Driscoll, and I'm pleased to be joined today by our city finance director, Anna Friedman. It is budget season, and we thought we would talk about the all-important city budget. Welcome, Anna. Thank you. Excited to be here. You know, we always think of the city budget as not just an important document that helps us fund departments, but it's really, you know, about your values and your priorities. It shares how our community's values are put into action. Love for you to talk a little bit about how the budget is developed each year. I mean, we start we approve it, you know, in June, but it starts many, many months before that. You know, when does the process start and kind of what goes into it? Sure, absolutely. It's definitely a robust process. So starting each year in the fall, we look at revenues available to support the budget for the upcoming fiscal year. That involves running forecasts using historical revenue collections and making projections that also anticipate potential impacts to those revenue collections, such as changes in law or economic factors. At the same time, we ask departments to project their expenditure needs for the upcoming year for both operational and capital costs. This includes updating spending needs due to inflation, staffing adjustments, program changes, and their asset management needs for capital improvements. Once we've done both of those, we then have a sense of our projected available revenues and the departmental needs for the funding to perform their missions. We then work collaboratively to bring those resources and expenditures into balance because by law, we must have a balanced budget. So those efforts occur over many weeks in the spring. This involves setting priorities for funding to achieve goals consistent with the city's strategic plan, while also being mindful of any impacts of changes to taxes and fees on residents. And then, of course, that outcome of those efforts culminate in the mayor's budget that uh, is submitted to city council for review. And the budget's not final until the city council authorizes the appropriations in June for our fiscal year on July 1st. And then the very final step is setting the tax rate in December. Yeah, I mean, it seems easy at the end. But getting to that point takes a lot of time and effort and sharpening pencils and frankly saying no. I mean, I know that each year, unfortunately, we just can't do everything that everybody wants. We work hard to make sure we have resources to tackle the things that we actually need to. And I think the budget's come a long way. You know, when I was on the city council prior to serving as mayor, it wasn't a very transparent process. You had, you know, departments with a big number at the end. You didn't really have a good understanding what you were spending dollars on unless you were at those budget hearings. Yeah, I'm really proud of the fact that our budget, our financial reports are all recognized by a nationwide fiscal watchdog group, GFOA or Government Finance Officers Association. We're now in our 14th year in a row of having distinguished budget award recognition and recognition for certified annual financial reporting. It doesn't necessarily mean you have more money, but it means that the money you do have you're thinking about from a budgetary practice that has professional standards. Tell us a little bit about what you think this recognition is based on. Sure. So the GFOA's Distinguished Budget Presentation Award recognizes budget documents of the very highest quality. To earn recognition, budget documents must meet program criteria and excel as a policy document, a financial plan, an operations guide, and a communication tool. There are over 11 pages of specific criteria that a budget document must have to earn that recognition. And that criteria is within various categories. And I'm going to list a couple, but there are many more. Strategic goals and strategies, priorities and issues impacting the budget, budget overviews, fund descriptions, financial policies, revenues, long-term financial plans, capital plans, debt, detailed departmental goals, objectives, performance measures, 
and many, many others. So three reviewers at the GFOA separately score the budget and each of their scores then determine whether our budget receives the award. So it is quite rigorous. Yeah, and I think why I think it's so critical is you don't have to necessarily sit through all the budget meetings to understand what we're spending resources on. That's due to a lot of the GFOA work that we do. And it's a consistent standard, you know, no matter who is mayor or finance director. Now that we have this process in place, obviously we, we want folks to keep that moving forward um, and recognize that, again, it doesn't give you more money, but it makes sure you're really being thoughtful about the money you do have and how you spend it. I think the other thing we're very proud of is our AA bond rating for the last nine years in a row. You know, that's a process that entails both budgetary practices, but also growth and revenues and fiscal management. Can you talk a little bit about, you know, how ratings are determined by the rating agency and what does it mean for the city? We all like to tout having a positive bond rating, but it really is helpful for taxpayers as well. Sure, and this is a big positive for the city. The bond rating is a great acknowledgement of the city's management of its finances. This is confirmation that Salem is managing its resources as well as it can. Reasons for the rating cited by Standard & Poor's in particular it reflects their opinion of the city's strong local economy with a growing tax base, consistently strong operating performance during the last three fiscal years in particular that have resulted in continued improvement to strong reserves and strong overall financial management. One other thing of note, more recently, rating agencies, in particular Standard & Poor's, have been weighing climate change risk as part of their analysis, and they positively cite Salem's proactive management of these risks through our climate adaptation plans, among other endeavors. And this higher bond rating, uh, the AA rating for the city of Salem, allows us to access more favorable interest rates, which then lowers the cost of capital investments for the community. Yeah, that's a real win-win for sure. I think the bond rating agencies when they're here, sometimes they come in person, sometimes it's an interview virtually or, uh, you know, a conference call. It's a real opportunity to talk about where we're going, you know, how we're weathering some of the challenges ahead. I know that's going to come up when we talk with them about the fiscal year 23 budget, historic resources in terms of one-time federal dollars, but also some choppy waters with infl inflation and interest rates and, you know, probably a good time to recognize our proposed budget for the next fiscal year, fiscal year 23, is going up by a little more than 3%. Keeping in mind that our fixed costs account for about $1 of every $3 in spending, you know, what are some of the important investments we might, we might want to highlight to anybody listening today that are proposed in the budget for next year? So much of what we do is fixed. We don't really have a choice right, when it comes to some of the expenditures, uh, but we've got some items in there that I, I think uh, are also important for our community. Definitely. So the fixed costs are, of course, the largest increases that we're seeing in the budget, but there are a number of critical investments that are being made for the FY23 budget. So overall, just to give folks context, the proposed FY23 budget is a little over $188.1 million. And um, as the mayor noted, a little over 3% from our FY22 budget. One of the most exciting investments is in our recreation department for the operations of the new Forest River pool and that entire facility. The budget will support the management of the pool and staff to oversee the new facility as a whole. We anticipate that uh, revenues generated from the space will help offset those budget costs, which is great. We've also made some investments in other outdoor spaces as more folks are enjoying the outdoors. Uh, the budget includes $237,000 in the public services department for the maintenance of the city's open spaces, and some additional funds are also dedicated to downtown maintenance. The budget also increases funding and staffing for the traffic and parking department and their management of various traffic calming projects in the city. 
And then we are investing over 2.1 million in new funding for a total of over 68.7 million for the city of Salem public schools, uh, despite very little new state education aid. Notably, there are additional increases for the school in other areas of the budget as well, for health insurance, unemployment costs, debt for school building projects, and so forth. Uh, but those are some of the big categories of investments going into next year. Yeah, it's exciting to see some of these both historic places when you think about Forest River, Waterfront Park, green spaces that so many of us spent extra time in during uh, during COVID, uh, getting some TLC, especially as we approach our 400th anniversary. It's definitely our gift to the next generation. Somebody made investments in these spaces you know, many, many years ago, and it's now our turn and time, frankly, for these places to, to have some city dollars going to make sure they're preserved and available as we move forward. You know, and just lastly, talking about capital projects, you know, we're not just thinking about operational revenues. Each budget also includes a five-year capital plan, trying to be mindful of what we have for resources and what we have to be thinking about in the years ahead, whether it's larger expenditures like a DPW facility or a school or smaller facil- smaller needs, uh, but nonetheless important new equipment for you know, uh, public safety. Can you share some of the highlights from this year's proposed capital plan and explain maybe a little bit about the difference for folks who may not know about what's in the capital budget compared to what might be in a regular operating budget. Sure, absolutely. So the regular budget authorizes appropriations for one year for the ongoing operational costs of running city and school departments so that those are things like staff, utility costs, supplies, et cetera. The capital budget, on the other hand, while that gets authorized annually, is part of that multi-year plan to invest in the city's infrastructure. Those expenditures are considered one-time in nature for specific projects. And typically, most of the capital budget is afforded by issuing bonds and then paying those back as debt service on the operating side. So a few things for FY23 of note, we're proposing a larger reliance on what we call pay-as-you-go. Um, or short-term capital outlays, as well as retained earnings for water and sewer capital and uh, federal funding sources, such as the American Rescue Plan Act allocations. Instead of just doing traditional bonding, as we may have in previous years, this is because of rising interest rates, making borrowing a little less cost-effective at the current moment, even with our very high bond rating. This is the benefit of lessening our long-term debt service payments going forward. So a few highlights in the plan are $2.5 million in sidewalks, crosswalks, and roads, over a million in school building upgrades, signature park projects, including the Willows Pier, and the next phase of the Pioneer Village Camp Nomkeg project, a major enhancement at the Community Life Center kitchen facility, and over $250,000 in new public safety vehicles, and the first phase of a much needed overhaul of our critical police and fire radio communication system, among many other projects. I mean, those are critical, and oftentimes I find that items in our budget are things people don't think about. You know, you, you turn the faucet, the water comes out. You just expect that when you call police, there's a system behind them that's gonna work to meet your needs. But these are dollars that need to be invested. Communication is critical for public safety. You know, the infrastructure in a, in a nearly 400 year old city like, like Salem is expensive to maintain and upgrade. And those are the sorts of things that we need to be planning for and incorporating into our budgets. And I'm grateful for both the process and all the work you put in this year putting together this budget, working with department heads. It really is, you know, a a months long process aimed at uh, being efficient, being professional and being thoughtful when we come to spending city resources. This is not our personal money, right? It's it's taxpayer dollars. We wanna make sure we're wise uh, about how we prioritize funding and how we make these investments. So thanks so much for coming in to talk with me today. The city council will vote uh, tonight, June 9th on the proposed budget for the next fiscal year, fiscal year 23. Folks who would like to find out more about the budget 
can find it online at salemma.gov slash FY23. And new this year, we've published um, a budget in brief. It's sort of an executive summary that offers a helpful Reader's Digest version of the key points in the budget, a little bit easier to manage than the, you know, the thick book, uh, both online and, uh, and physically available uh, that shares some of our budget expenditures. Really grateful for all the work we're doing as we close up this budget season, not just to uh, the finance team, but frankly, to all of our department heads and the city council. It's a ton of work. There have been late nights, uh, lots of hours, lots of discussion about what we're doing, how we're doing it, where those resources are going. Grateful to be so engaged by folks who care about making Salem a place that has a great quality of life. Thanks, everyone, for joining us in FYI Salem. And again, if you want more budget info, salemma.gov slash FY23.